you got it. <coughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <coughs> oh no! Brittany got two big ones. Oh no! Are you okay? Oh no! Are you crying? <coughs> You're gonna be really stunned. Will you take bigger ones so that I'm not really stoned? I've been trying to take multiple smaller ones, but without causing myself the pain that I just witnessed you go through. Yeah, learn from my mistake. You're not even inhaling. I am too. How do you think the smoke's coming from my mouth? That's not... You're not inhaling. I know how to inhale. It's not... I know how to inhale. <laughs> I mean, you're not doing it. I think I might know better than you do how to inhale. No, I think because I think the reason that this hurts so much <laughs> is because I inhaled too hard. Right, I'm inhaling more gently. No, but like I know that you didn't inhale because oh the God. smoke is coming out of your mouth. That's like a you, like the double inhale is how you feel it. I know how to smoke. Then. Why am I seeing the opposite of that knowledge? Because I'm scared of this thing now. <coughs> okay, that cough felt real. I buy that. I buy that. <coughs> okay, I buy that. Are you happy now? <coughs> kind of. It's fucked up. It's like a classic misery loves company situation. All right, we can we can stop now. <coughs> what? We can stop smoking now. Oh, here one more. Okay. Thank you for listening to this. Wait. What? <laughs> Wait. I'm Brittany Ashley. I'm Laura Zach. And I'm Brittany Ashley. And this is Sicker Sadder World. A podcast where we rewatch this Daria film. And relate it to it. To now. Just pretty much itself. Pretty much right now. Part two. Part two. Of Is It Fall Yet? <laughs> Eating something might help. <coughs> Milano. The most nostalgic of treats for me. My mom used to buy these. Good old Pepperidge Farm. How's that treating? How's that treating ya? <laughs> I think I just needed something. <laughs> In your mouth. In my throat to be like, hey, we're here for you, girl. Yeah, like for your throat to be like. To be like, hey girl, I still work. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't wait for you to listen back to how hard you laughed at that joke. That I didn't feel was that funny. I actually thought it was going to fall flat. No, it's the best joke I've ever heard. (laughs) It wasn't a joke. Over the weekend, (coughs) I had made a joke. And Ashley and Chantel said it was the funniest joke I've ever made. Do you want to hear what it was about? Definitely. At Kleckskan Weekend, there was two women there who were also on our kickball team. And... Wait, Mari and... (laughs) And Liz. (laughs) (laughs) She just mouthed, Liz. (laughs) I don't remember Liz. This new side of you that you just didn't remember this whole person. 
the kickball team? No, but she played after <laughs> I was already done. That's not true. I never true. played with her. We were on the same team. All of us. No, Liz wasn't on our team when I played. You kept playing a season after when Mari took over, and she probably brought Liz in. I promise I never played with her, because I've known her for years in a different capacity. Wait, there was a, <coughs> there was a season where I played and you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> really? Didn't you keep playing when Mari became captain? Yeah. I didn't. I never played after the Caitlyn season. Wait. So when we went on vacation that one time, and they were talking shit, <coughs> and they were talking about the fact when we were all on the team together. Yeah, but Liz wasn't in that. That was pre-Liz. But the major criticism was that, like, Laura and I and Mari were too competitive. And I said, yeah, I didn't come out on Sundays to lose. That's for damn sure. Oh, I don't see that as a joke. I see that as stating fact. Yeah, I didn't leave my house on Sundays to go humiliatingly lose. Yeah, at like a recreational adult kickball Yeah, league. no, I came to fucking win. And I made everyone on that team a winner. Me too. That's where we see each other <coughs> with the most clarity. <coughs> yeah. When we're competitive and when we're stoned. But you know what I mean? I feel like I really see you when... We're working towards a common goal. Of defeating another team. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you imagine if we played on a sport that we both were truly exquisite at and on the same team, how powerful that would feel? <laughs> right? Did you just picture it? Yeah. Like, like if we were chills. on, like, an Olympic, like, if we were on the, like, Olympic <laughs> U.S. women's hockey team. <coughs> Actually, I think it needs to be something with less padding so that we can have that moment of eye contact mm-hmm. of, like, let's fucking do this i think if we were tennis doubles whoa (laughs) holy shit we could destroy then we'd be close enough where we could like give each other shit while we pass by the other one to motivate the other person yeah but we'd be on the same team yeah 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 because it's us against them hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is how darn and jane feel okay Oh, oh, hey guys, didn't see you there. Oh boy. Did we start the intro yet? What? Oh boy. We started the episode. What do you mean start the intro? Like, Mindy's no, song. You haven't stopped for Mindy's song. Uh, Mindy's song. <laughs> Enjoy. La 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 la. La 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 la. This is my style. Got to get up, or I might fall. Excuse me, excuse me. I've got to be direct. If I'm wrong, please correct. She watches most of the episodes with me. She's got shit to say. It'd be 
funny to have her come in and talk to us. Have her as a guest right now. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Brittany's going to get Kristen right now. She goes, oh god. funny i don't mean like not in a making fun of you eh? i oh yeah i'm being pranked like i mean high school film by my girlfriend hold on we have been going question? for this is honestly <laughs> we're already like almost halfway through the time and all we've talked about are the people we used to play kickball with and um cookies <laughs> like a true producer <laughs> no i just meant like it must be weird to be in this room right now well i can hear you guys high laughing from the other room and did you hear coffee. me high almost dying yeah i did i heard Aww. that too oh. <laughs> Were you <laughs> it's really weird because you guys both like have your own high personalities going on right now like Laura's very like half eyes closed, chill, and you're like hyped up, <laughs> hyped up, like ready to do. You spring feel into hyped action. up? I feel nervous. <laughs> Why do you feel nervous? Oh God, do you need water? No, please. Okay. Do you guys need food or anything? Uh, that did feel I like mean, a nice what lubricant. What you got? <laughs> Wait, Kirsten, can you bring me that chocolate coconut ice cream? I think it'll help my throat. I cannot wait to try that. Um, you tried it. I thought you guys were calling me in to, like, talk about the bi plots and storyline. No, we oh, were. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. We were. That's what we were doing. Oh, yeah. Wait, let's see when she comes back in. Like, let's be happy. Yeah, yeah, but... Okay, well, Kirsten, you saw all the scenes, right? Uh, the bi scenes? Yeah, so... I actually am very <laughs> curious. Every time I start talking, you start coughing. <laughs> I am very... What are you talking about? <laughs> I am very curious, because not to cut ahead, but... You know what it... I realized? Why I cut you off when you're talking? It's because I'm not talking, then I have time to cough. Wait, no, what you just said is, do you know I realize why I cut you off when you're talking? It's because I'm not talking. That's a hilarious statement. Because <laughs> you didn't say coughing. You were just like, I just realized why, why I cut you off when you're talking. Because, well, I'm not talking. And I should be, goddammit. Okay, but I am very curious about your take on... Oh my god. On the bi storyline because... I feel like it's not a very flattering. Yeah. Not flattering whatsoever. Representation. No, it's, it's not. It's not flattering of any sort of queer woman. No. It's the, I think it's like the classic predatory um, queer woman storyline. 
But it sucks because, like, there is that moment of, like, where Jane kind of is a little reflective. And, like, she's like, well, maybe you are right about this thing. I don't even necessarily, like, know if Jane is queer or not. But, like, I think that that's, like, the moment of, like, oh, well, maybe I could. You know, this is even in the realm of possibility because I'm seeing it right in someone else. Reflective. But, yeah, she's, like, fucking pouring her... They, they, like, split a freaking, what's that big, cheap, like, a Sutter Home bottle of wine. Yeah, and she kept, like, pouring her more. <laughs> it was, like, a huge bottle of wine. But also, I feel like they use the worst of bisexual stereotypes and the worst of lesbian stereotypes mm-hmm. in one character. Yeah. They yeah. Like it all up oh, you didn't see the end where it's the bisexual stereotype. Oh, yeah. So then when Jane sees Allison again after that confrontation mm-hmm. where she's like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then, uh, Allison's like, it turns out she's sleeping with the, um, the, the shitty teacher. teacher. Oh. And it, it, it's becomes clear that she just wants sex. Okay. Great. Yeah. Really? And then, and then when Jane's upset about it, um, because it was not consistent with Allison, like criticizing the art mm-hmm. teacher at first, um, Allison's like, oh, you high school students take everything so seriously. And then Jane says, um, like what? Uh, telling me I have a gay vibe just so you can get in my pants. Oh, shit. So, yeah, yeah. she confronts. But then also Daria later says to Jane that one thing she loves about Jane or likes about Jane <laughs> is that <laughs> is that she so knows who she is. Right. And did you see that part? I saw that part. Okay, and then that's what makes Jane be like, oh, that's right, I am fucking straight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I didn't know that she hooked up with a teacher. Oh, my God. The thing is... I'm, like, watching Britney just house, like, some ice cream. I wanted to say, have you noticed that I have my spoon extended in the position of, like, we're sharing, aren't we? Aren't we sharing? And every time you make eye contact with me doing this clear, like, motion, you just keep going. Oh, my God. You, wow, you're you still have, doing it. You haven't talked in a little bit. Well, she's... My throat hurts. I need to coat it with, fruit, with food to say, you still work. <laughs> I didn't know she hooked up with the art teacher. That's unfortunate because I feel like that's something people do, especially with bi characters, where they make them, like, sexually promiscuous and, like, shitty. And then they, mm-hmm. like, blame, or not even sexually promiscuous, but just, like, like shitty. Mm-hmm. And sleeping with a lot of people with no, like, warranted reason or real interest. And mm-hmm. I think that they just, like, characters get typecast as that. And it's like, no, if you're shitty, it's not because you're bi, it's just because you're shitty. Yeah. So, I don't know. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that is so Long. true, though. Yeah. That is honestly so true. See above. Put that on a t-shirt. Wait, so we'll put on the front, if you're shitty, it's not because you're bi, it's just because you're shitty. And then on the back, that is so true, though. <laughs> no. So true. And then see above. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that is an amazing t-shirt. That's the whole t-shirt. Oh, super helpful. <sighs> Be helpful if you shut the door all the way. <laughs> uh, 
Right. Well, no, we talked a little bit with Kirsten just then yes. about <laughs> Kirsten. bisexuals. <laughs> Which is, okay. So Jane and Allison are at the Hungry Palette. That's, that's a sexual sounding restaurant name. I think it would have been better if they called it the Wet Palette. Ew. It's where you wet your palette. Oh, stop. <laughs> No, it's a palette, and you wet it. Stop. <laughs> no, that's how it works. You wet the palette. Stop. <laughs> I was talking about sexual innuendo, and you keep saying wet palette. <laughs> but that's also the name. But it could be other than the hungry palette, the wet palette. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, so they're at dinner. I said in my notes. Allison into Jane completely. They share wine and compliments. Cheersing. Wow. You could cut this tension with my clit. No, you didn't. It's right there. No, that says something crossed out and then you wrote my clit. <laughs> show, show me where a pen is. Seriously. I didn't change anything. Okay. I got to point out that regardless of if you just did that or you did that earlier, it's fucking weird that you had crossed something out and then under <laughs> it wrote my clit. You had written something else. I think I was going to say up. like my hard nipples. And I was like, that's dumb. Clit. The amount of thought you put into the wording of your Daria notes. Wait, do not try hard. Okay. Don't make your hard nipple clit thing. Suddenly uh, <laughs> <laughs> about how you work harder than me. It's not. <laughs> That's what I heard in that last comment. Well, what I heard was, why do you put so much effort into your notes, you fucking weirdo? No, what I was saying is, you put so much thought into something that you ended up landing on my clit with. Oh. <laughs> God, that sounded bad. <laughs> I just said you ended up landing on my clit. But it makes so much sense. It really grammatically. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. So what I wrote was, Allison and Jane dinner. Allison, jealous of Jane's youth. Jane, jealous of Allison's accomplishments. Quote, we each have something the other would love to have. One experience, one virginity? Sex, yeah. So Tom's mom calls Helen and invites her to the ball. And Helen is not going to do it because it costs too much money. It's $1,000 per couple or $5,000 for a table. And honestly, throw someone some, some comp seats if, they're dating your, if their daughter is dating your son. Like, they're one step away from family now. They shouldn't be charging $1,000 just to meet them for the first time. Do Hell you agree? yeah. No, yeah, I agree. That is... Wouldn't you want to kind of, like, impress them, too? Like, that is a classist move, to be like, hey, our kids are dating. We're not elitist, but in order to meet us, this is who you can make the checkout to, you know? And Daria, at this point, is just hating the fact that everyone grovels at the Sloan's feet. Yeah, and supposedly this ball is a uh, fundraiser for animals, and Helen says something like, I mean, animals and people are pretty similar. And then Daria's like, except animals don't suck up to richer animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
We are post-date. There is more Carlo Rossi wine. Allison is showing Jane her pastels. Allison asks if she wants her drink topped off, but Jane says she's got to sleep. And so Allison says, I can't let you leave in this state. I'm going to have to insist you lie down. Come on, it's early. We can find something... Baby, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly what it is. Basically, it's exactly that song, this scene. But the one thing that I was curious about is like. What? I just went to a whole place. <laughs> I just went to a whole place. <laughs> Sounded like fucking Forrest Gump over I here. I rewatched Forrest Gump <laughs> last week and great talked film, about huh? it on a podcast. Isn't oh, great? you guys should listen to that. Um, my friends have a podcast called "The Oscar Should Have Gone To" or "The Oscar Should Go To." I don't know. This person should have won. The Oscar should. If have you gone don't love to. me at my, then you don't deserve me at my. I think it's this Oscar should have gone to and. They they do every year and rewatch all the movies and talk about who should have won. And we did 1994, including Forrest Gump. So Jane looks tired, but she also yawns. And, like, you can't really tell if it's a fake yawn or not. But either way, Allison is definitely being predatory with her insistent on Jane staying. But, like, it's also like, I don't know, maybe she's looking out for this high schooler. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel, I mean, later... I have stronger feelings about it, but in this scene, I was still a little bit trying to give her benefit of the doubt, and I do absolutely think that she was being kind of a creep and predatory, but I also don't disagree with her assessment of Jane. Like, like I understand why she would make that mistake. True. I actually rewatched this with Kirsten when we got back here. And there's a look that Allison gives when she's pouring Jane more wine, even though Jane is kind of like blasé about it. And it's like this really fucking creepy ass malicious smile where it's like, I'm going to get you drunk. I only noticed it upon the second watch. Oh, I do not like that. Allison believes that Jane's a little gay and she was like, you put yourself in this own, this situation like you knew that you were hanging out with like a, a bisexual artist and drinking wine with her and going back to her place. Also, how would she have known that? I mean, words fly. But, I mean, time flies? No. Phrases fly. That's definitely the one. Phrases fly is definitely <laughs> the idiom, I believe it is. Praises fly, and I think that in that moment, what was I saying? <laughs> that Al, oh, that Allison is like, sorry, babe, I never hit on straight chicks. Basically, like, yo, my gaydar is so good that even if you think you know yourself, I know that you want to have sex with me. Which is such a gross fucking thing to say. I would. I at a moment I'm like she wins the butch off, and then the other moment I'm like, no, you lose the butch off forever. Yeah, that's why I'm so. The scene makes me feel so confused because on the one hand, obviously I'm psyched to see an openly bisexual character on Daria who's hitting on a woman who I've also always thought gave off queer vibes. Yeah, it's like they're queer baiting us, right? Like you want to be rooting for this, 
But then at the same time, you're being thrown in your face some of the worst attributes of like misogynistic behavior, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite of what you want to think of when you're rooting for a queer couple. So it's a very, very tragic experience for me watching this. I also wonder if perhaps Allison is like one of the first queer women that Jane has ever met. Yeah, and this is going to be her first impression. Mm-hmm. Wait, who was the first queer woman you ever met I think, that you knew about the time? Like I think at it the was, time knowing. Did you ever know? No. She was like this wacky. I, I don't know how to describe this person other than like just like wacky. How did you meet her? So basically it was me asking my friend Chase if he knew like any like queer chicks. And he was like. Oh, well, my friend Kelsey, like, has a friend that she went to high school with who's, who's like, a couple years older than you. And it was, like, this, like, queer mama bird who, like, took me under her wing. But then one night, which is not dissimilar to this, we, like, went back to her apartment because we were going to watch Sarah Silverman special. She was like, yeah, like, you can, like, stay in the bed. And I was like, okay, like, or we can, like, watch it on your computer, like, in the living room. Like, it was something like, oh, bed, okay. And then she tried to kiss me and I said no. But it was just like a really disappointing moment where I thought that this other person like wanted to be my friend because we had such like witty banter and we had so much like in common. And then it felt like she wanted to squander the like big sister, little sister thing that we had going on. It made me feel like sad. Mm. I was like, oh, you never really wanted to be my friend because it was like this to you. And also, that's like kind of creepy too. Yeah, what, what but wait, I'm, I what had was a the question. question. I asked who the first queer person was. Yeah, and it, but wait, so you <laughs> knew you were queer before you'd ever met a queer person? I did not know an out lesbian until college, my so freshman after year of college. You were out. No, I came out like that summer. But had you met a lesbian before you came out is my question. Not like one that I ever had a conversation with. Like maybe I would have looked at someone and like they look kind of gay. But like been friends with an out person at that moment. I don't know why I feel so surprised. This I don't know if this is if, if this even makes sense. But I think also a big part of it was like. I needed to meet another gay person who seemed like a healthy, normal person. But I also needed to meet a girl who identified as a lesbian who I was also attracted to. And I felt like I like it was a coincidence. I got kind of set up and set up with women who like I wasn't. I had like I think when I was first coming out, I had like the highest standards of like it wasn't it was not like about like looks or about personality. It was like if I don't immediately feel like I could see myself going down on you, then I'm not attracted to you. But it was never like that actual person that that should have been the test for. It should have been like, what are the circumstances in which you meet this person? So any like blind dates, I was completely mortified by. It had nothing to do with the, the, the people. Any type of like online dating or anything like that, like Craigslist or like OkCupid, it was like out of the picture because it was like the way I was meeting them. Like I needed to meet another queer person in like a very like dramatic storyline way that made me feel a catalyst to like go forth with what I felt. Whoa. So like had I met those other queer people like a couple years after I came out, I think I would have been like way less like weird and grossed out. But I feel so bad that probably to the first few women who like put themselves out there for me, I was just like, oh, gross. Because I had such like That's a, awful. I had such a. You didn't a, express that though. 
Uh, hard to say, but I had like such a complex with like, I need this experience to be perfect. Otherwise, I'm not gay. I'm a perfectionist. No, I understand that. I, I mean, that's part of why I was so confused at the beginning of figuring it out for me, because I actually, I mean, I was, I was very, very attracted to my first girlfriend and had like really great chemistry with her, obviously, because otherwise I never would have discovered this in myself. We had a really passionate relationship but my first experiences with sex weren't that great so Mm. what i'm saying is i don't think mine were either part of the reason that my first experience with queer sex so like part of the reason that it took me a couple beats longer to fully embrace this part of myself is that yeah similar to you like i thought that like it was supposed to be like, oh, when you do this thing, it'll be like everything will become clear and it'll be so obvious because it'll be undeniable and it'll be like a lightning bolt. I think that we wait for that. I think there's so Regardless, many yeah. flying phrases. Phrases that fly? But, uh, but straight but, but, people do that too. Like straight people. No, no, no. What I'm saying yeah. is like I think there's so many phrases that get thrown around like when you know, you know and like love at first sight and all these things where like they make you feel like there's some definitive like you either feel it immediately or you don't feel it at all i get like like it's not supposed to account for like the gray area in between which is being a human being yeah i think that uh you really crushed that point like crushed it too much like i should shut up (laughs) no you made a really good point but I actually don't remember what the point was because I'm thinking about a previous thing you said. What is the previous thing? When you were like saying phrases fly. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I don't think you should only hold that to be a valuable thing if someone else said it. I think that right now you invented that. And now phrases fly is going to be a catchphrase that was invented by you in this podcast. And it'll take over your mind. Mr. DiMartino throws a fucking chair out a window. No respect for public privacy. And it's considered heroic. Yeah. He's letting all the kids go on a hike like they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, right when Link is starting to instill in Daria some of his thoughts, Mr. O'Neill comes up and ruins it as if, like, Daria's in on Mr. O'Neill's <clears throat> larger plan. I had a point to make here. So this is another moment. You know how in the last episode I was talking about Daria emphasizing that she and Tom are from different worlds? because of their economic position, whereas really that's ridiculous because her family is super wealthy too. This is a case where I feel like Daria thinks that she is similar to Link and is trying to encourage him by talking about all the ways that he was, that she was like him at her age. But Link has expressed that his problems stem from a very issues. specific issue around parental neglect and um, possibly abuse. And something that Daria is way out of her depth if she is trying to pretend like her just being a like angsty kid with really supportive present parents is the same as this kid who clearly has deep emotional problems and rage issues. Yeah. Like Daria at his age was not like him. She was probably like just really shy and quiet and didn't talk much in these situations. Quinn and David. Talk about power dynamics. Quinn cannot stand it. When a guy rejects her. And when the man has power. And then she gets real thirsty and mistakes 
that need for control with attraction. That's my opinion of what's happening. Mm-hmm. I think that if – I think she genuinely likes him, but I think she started to like him way more when he rejected her. It went from like, yeah, like we could go to Chez Pierre if you wanted some time to like, I really like this guy. And it concerns me that it's because – He rejected her. Yeah, and – also wasn't really nice about the way he did it. Like, he's very direct, but at least he's honest. I don't know. We're back at the art community. We see Jane and Allison run into each other. And Allison kind of admits, like, yeah, you said you were straight. Maybe I was just looking for something that wasn't there. And Jane is like, no, but, like... Jane says she's confused. Yeah. And honestly, she probably was. Yeah. And I think that... Then Allison was like, no, 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 it was me that did it. And then Daria, I think, also cuts her off when she starts to talk about it. And it was like, no, 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 like, it's no big deal. What do you mean, Daria? They start to talk about it. Or, like... she They aren't talking about it. Daria just separately says that like, Jane it, really it was like knows a, who she is. Yeah, but it, yeah, and then Jane's like, well, actually, and Daria, like, cuts her off. And then later, when Daria brings it... Or, I'm sorry, when Jane brings it up... That's when Tom's car pulls up. She starts to talk about it and is like, actually, I could tell you later. So, like, two times, she three times, I'm sorry, three times for the episode, she tried to bring up to someone that she was confused sexually and they all cut her off or she cut them off. Whoa. Oh, you don't notice that? No. Yeah. They showed, like, effort. No, you probably weren't feeling that. Effort. The, the thing that I'm going to say is more important than that. Then she was like, effort. I'm actually going to stop talking about it. Wait, she was trying to talk about Allison each time? She was trying to talk about that she was confused sexually three times. No, you're reading into that. Wait, no. That was like written in. I messed that completely. And wow. I watched it twice. So, Mr. DiMartino has taken quite a turn in the positive direction this summer. He is back to his passion for teaching and he thanks Mr. O'Neill for giving him that which probably makes mr o'neill feel a little bit better because he's been feeling pretty low oh my god tom and daria break up it's also what you might call a false start and then she says the line about he's from his world i'm from mine and then daria gets jane to agree to have her visit with trent and in the car ride there trent's kind of giving daria a pep talk like jane will come around it's just the tom thing and then, feeling inspired by the circumstance, Trent writes my favorite Mystic F- Spiral song, Betrayal, while he's in the car with Daria. Betrayal. Yeah, Steady in the back. Betrayal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking my back. Betrayal. That's the origin story of that song. And Daria's kind of like, can you not? Okay, there's also this one little part where... Quinn is with the fashion club and the fashion club are making fun of David for being a geek, which reminded me of the Cordelia Xander uh, storyline of Buffy. But also it makes Quinn care enough to go ask Daria, what do you think of him? And Daria's like, well, he has a high threshold for pain. Then then Quinn asks Daria, well, do you think David's cute? And uh, they don't really have the sweetest of conversation, like the effort is nice, but when Quinn, when Daria makes a comment about like Tom's family, Quinn was like, ew, what if people judge me based on my family? And then that kind of like ends that sweet moment because it, it, it's not sweet. It, it ends it. 
I also really liked how to start that conversation. Quinn came in with a book and was like, oh, Daria, here's your book back. And Daria's like, that's not mine. She's like, oh, right. It's David. Anyway, what do you think of him? Yeah. Like it was uh, yeah. it was Quinn, like clearly it was really sweet. It was like she wanted to talk about him, but wanted to pretend like it came up organically. Mm-hmm. And so that's how she went about it. A real homage to Clueless uh, when Cher is trying to impress Christian is that Quinn is changing her hair the next time it's a tutoring session. She's wearing like this very virginal white top. She has the pen with like the little furry thing at the end, which was also very Cher. And she's asking him, are you proud of me? And then she finally tells him, I like you. Like, I like, like you. And it's so heartbreaking because she's like, Are you never. Cry? No, you're crying. He rejects her. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's like, I'm flattered, but you're just not my type. And also, like, look at the losers that you hang out with. I loved that he said that. Just, I love anything that, like, dramatically shifts someone's perspective about what they held dear before. Like, a clear line in the sand before and after. Of how Quinn is going to look at the fashion club. And Mac visits Jody at the soup kitchen, brings her flowers. It's very quite sweet. Jody makes a comment about how he left his job. Mac says that he only stayed there for longer because he wanted to have money for an extra week so that he could take her to Chez Pierre. Aww. And Jody immediately is like, no, that place is so expensive. Like, I don't need Chez Pierre when I have a guy like you. It was just like a stark difference between Quinn, who was just like, yeah, I guess you could take me to shape here to someone who doesn't really care about as opposed to Jody, who's like, oh, my God, I don't need that like very superficial thing because I love you and know you. It was just like a very cute way to show us that they're the healthiest relationship on the show. So wait, what is it that turns Daria to wanting to get back together with Tom? I thought Jane told her to give it another try. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also freaking Friends, I think, played a huge role. Second favorite Mystic Spiral song. So Quinn is really upset because she has just been rejected and she doesn't understand why because this person should have just been into her. Daria tries to make her feel better and is like, well, if anything, this is proof that you're not superficial. And both Quinn and Daria, it's a very sweet moment where they bond on the fact that they both wear these masks and they've now become like prisoners to these masks and kind of like their internal internal conflict with reconciling that and that's the end of the episode no (laughs) daria gets a note from link that says my stepdad sucks you can email me so like leaving open that door of like communication okay i have another fun fact for you which is that on the first day of school mr Martino asks the class about manifest destiny and so in this final scene of is it fall Quinn answers a question about oh, the meaning of manifest yeah. destiny and she crushes it. But it's also the same question that is answered by Daria in the first episode of a ste- called the Seamsters. Oh my God. I love that so much. And that's so fucking cool. Oh, well done. Mm-hmm. Well done writers behind the scenes. Wow. And then she also uses pedagogue, her vocab board against Sandy. And it's just really it's just so beautiful to see like, the kind of bully not know how she's being bullied because she doesn't understand the word yeah and that quinn is above her on that level so jane starts to tell her about her bisexual weekend when tom pulls up but jane fucking wins the butch off by being so fucking cool about it 
She does. She really does. She is a true butch. Yeah. Like, she hasn't been for, like, the last few months, but, like, in this moment where she's, like, truly enlightened and is, like, hey, I don't need this anymore, but, like, I want the best for you. It's just, like, wow. I want to be truly enlightened. Yeah. So, Tom and Daria, they talk, and and it's clear that Tom is totally pegged that Daria's afraid of getting hurt and just is kind of always looking for an out, and Daria kind of, like agrees with him in a way but isn't enthusiastic about anything and she gets out of the car and Tom looks really disappointed and she gets back in the car and then she kisses him. That was sweet. Just um, by myself. Jake made a joke. I guess that that solved Helen and Jake's oh, yeah, sexual and then they problems. Have sex. Yeah. It also felt weird because it felt like Helen was looking out over Daria and Tom making out and, and then, then she was got like Randy. Get me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the timing of that. Brandy. And then you're seeing them chase each other implying that they're about to fuck mm-hmm. and then it zooms out and you see the car that presumably Daria and Tom are making out in. Mm-hmm. Wasn't super into that. The end credits were very cool. There were like bloopers and outtakes from what the film would have been if it was live action. And the song that plays is 16 and Confused by Parade of Losers. But the song that was in the original TV airing is I May Hate You Sometimes by The Posies. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sick or Sadder World. You can find us on Twitter at Sick or Sadder, on Patreon. Oh, God, let this be over. <laughs> slash Sick or Sadder World on Patreon. And uh, thanks for putting up with us. Bless you all. This was way longer before it was edited down. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. Bye.